Welcome back, everybody. I'm Nate Moore. This is another big idea from the Business Intelligence Guy. I want to talk today about a couple of projects I've been working on in the past week for groups who are thinking about the reopen and ramping back up post-coronavirus and how do we prioritize our templates to make the most of this reopen. Some of the groups I've talked with and heard about are thinking about, hey, we're going to scale back at reopening. We're not going to have as many patient appointments. We're going to have them spread further apart. We're, you know, they're going to wait out in their car and we'll call them in one at a time or whatever. So there's fewer patient appointments as we ramp back up. But at the same time, we've got to prioritize those slots to get the most bang for the buck, if you will, in terms of coming back up to speed and using those limited appointment slots appropriately. So one of the projects I've been working on is for a group that said, take all our 2019 new patient visits. So we scooped all those up and we said, all right, we want to look at ancillaries because part of this practice, part of their um, their revenue stream, their whole strategy is, yes, we got uh, patient visits, 992 you know, new patients and established patient visits. But what they're focused on is how do I leverage that into ancillaries? And so what we did is we said, grab all those 2019 visits and tell me within 90 days what percentage of those patients had any of five or six ancillary procedures done. And then what we're going to do is we're going to slice that percentage by rendering provider, by referring provider, by insurance group, by several different metrics to try to get a sense for if part of our reopen strategy is to fill our ancillary business as well, let's prioritize new patient slots for providers or for referring physicians or for locations or for insurance groups or for whatever that drive ancillary business. Does that make sense? So everybody in 2019 within all those new patient visits, what was more likely to drive ancillary business among these four, five, or six different ancillaries that we identified. And so from a logic perspective, it's easy to pull the new patient codes, 992 they're still using some consult codes, grab those. And then what we did is we used SQL Server to look out in the future and say, find any of these six or eight CPT codes after the day of that new patient visit and call it this ancillary, or find any of these... 28 or 35 or however many CPT codes you're looking for to find this ancillary after that new patient visit and do the math. And so they're using that data now to say, okay, how do I prioritize those new patient visits? Do I give it to, do I do more new patient slots to this uh, rendering provider versus that rendering provider? Or if I'm going to do marketing, do I market more aggressively, more extensively to this referring physician group or for this to these practices or around this location or this zip code or whatever to try to get their arms around how do I fill ancillary business. You might look the same kind of approach for surgeries instead of ancillaries and say, I want to see procedures, right? So I want to do the same kind of thing. Show me all my 2019 new patients. Show me all the procedures that happened after then. And then the other thing you might want to factor into this is not just 30% of this these new patients got this ancillary procedure or 30% of these new patients had surgery within 90 days. But you might even take it a step further and say, all right, now let's look at the 
average time between a new patient visit and an ancillary, or a new patient visit and a surgery, a new patient visit and a procedure. And one of the things we found with the group that I, I'm referencing is that one provider happened to have an, this specific ancillary procedure happen a week or two faster than the other providers did. And so are they doing something different, or is it a different demographic that comes to this provider? Or we can use the data to figure out what's going on, and then once we know what's going on, say, you know what, if we really want to build this ancillary business, this is the provider that needs new patient slots. Go find these new patients. And that kind of leads me to the last point I want to make on this podcast is not just the percentage of new patients that result in ancillary or surgeries, and not just the time between to try to get the faster ones faster. Wait, let me say one more thing about that. If you're in some specialties, that difference between new patient and surgery may not be a big there may not be a big delta. There may not be a big difference. But if you're in neurosurgery, I've done this for neurosurgery groups, and there can be a major difference between time of new patient and time of procedure. When If you've got conservative care or a bunch of things you've got to do between now and surgery, you might look harder at that, that issue in your practice to say, you know, if Blue Cross approves faster than Aetna does, or if this provider gets patients in faster than that provider does to surgery, you might look hard at prioritizing those kind of appointments so that you're not just filling patient slots and exam rooms, but you're filling ancillary slots, you're filling surgery slots as well. So all that said, it, the, the other thing you might want to think about besides those two things is to say, all right, if I'm going to prioritize slots for this for this provider or this facility or this appointment reason or whatever it is you have data mined to get, where do I find those patients? And my suggestion is to look at canceled surgeries in the past six, eight weeks, however long you've been slowed down, quarantined, whatever, and look for patient appointments that were scheduled for those providers, for those appointment types, for those locations, for those referring physicians, whatever you've identified, and find those appointments that have been canceled and then not rescheduled, or canceled that are rescheduled further out, or I tried to follow up with a patient and I couldn't, or whatever. That may be your best shot to look for patients to fill those slots. Maybe then start a brand new marketing effort and say, all right, now we're going to you know, reach out to these referring physicians. That's great, but what you might do is find ones that were already in process for those referring physicians that got canceled that you could use to reach out and find them. So I doubt I might show me everybody with a canceled appointment since March 15th or March 22nd or whatever it is D-Day was in your practice and look for patient appointments canceled after that date that haven't been rescheduled. And those are the ones you want to reach out to based on the priority and the template utilization analysis that we've just done. I hope these ideas are helpful for you as you think about coming back and reorganizing your practice and trying to not just get the new patient appointments or the established patients, the not just fill in the exam rooms, but fill in surgery slots and ancillaries and everything else that goes into running a medical practice. Stay safe. Thanks for joining me today. 